0: Hello and welcome to the latest installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday the 13th of October 2017. It is episode 50 of the iTunes show and episode 149, counting all of the regular Nintendo News Reports we've done.
1: 150 if you include the PAX panel though.
0: No, because the PAX panel became episode 30 or like 33 or something like that. Really? Oh. Yeah, we ended up we ended up slotting it in there, but we were also there for two different telethons, so it might be the 151st.
1: I had a feeling this was Mew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the Mew of Nintendo News Report, Donald. You've probably been on over half of them by this point.
1: I would I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this time I brought some minions with me.
0: Hold on, let me see, let me see. You have both of the new Superstar Saga ones. Does that mean you have the game?
1: Mm, not yet. I still have to pick that up. But the at least the Amiibo I could I could pre-order when I remembered. And then, well, some things happened. But yeah, I'll, I'll be picking the game up shortly.
2: Best Buy actually shipped me those Amiibo four days before they were supposed to be out. So... <laughs>
0: It has the look of amiibo that have been out for two and a half years.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm surprised I haven't been, but, but I suppose we'll see more on that in a couple of weeks with the Fire Emblem amiibo and then the Mario Odyssey amiibo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Interesting thing. Oh, also, hello, Justin, newest so, regular member yeah. of the show. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So, interesting stuff. We have still 149, or I guess it would be 151 weeks, counting the telethons. We have done something every single week of Nintendo News Report since it started December 18th, 2014. Which is which is a long time.
1: <laughs> um, the old Halcyon days when Scott was still on the show and I was just sniping in from the chat room.
0: Yeah, you were watching the show, and then Scott and Neil did the first one of these with me. Except, actually, the first one of these was a Nintendo Direct reaction show for that November 2014 Direct. That wasn't actually a formal Nintendo news report at all, uh... And I remember you can actually go back to that show. That's still totally on the Nintendo World Report TV YouTube channel, or it's on our old Nintendo World Report one. But still, the videos on the internet where uh, you can see a three years younger, uh, probably ninety pounds heavier Alex. So it's 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 been a long time. Yep, yep, and then. The name Nintendo News Report, which is, which this is just, I'm, I'm waxing just slightly nostalgic right now, actually came from Neil's wife, if I remember correctly. I, I got to confirm that with him, but I think she was the one who came up with the name Nintendo News Report. We, we were playing with a bunch of different ones, and then since then, I think Zach became the next regular cast member, and then became Donald, and then Justin is the most recent one as of five six seven weeks ago so it's 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 been quite a thing uh on episode 50 of the video show we started doing some audio versions but we didn't we didn't do too many of them on episode 100 we came to itunes and that was also episode one this is now episode 50 and as my little thing for every 50 episodes doing a new thing i fixed the rss feed which means (laughs) anyone having problems with iTunes and Google Play, the feed is no longer malformed. You can totally download episodes of the show
1: automatically.
0: Automatically. That's all I have. I uh, I do have a new iTunes review, but I'm gonna save that till the end of the show. Justin went yeah. to the Nintendo World Championships last week, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did go to the Nintendo World Championships. Uh, I was also at the 2015 Nintendo World Championships, so I guess I can compare the two a bit. Uh, The venue is much smaller for this World Championships, but it felt nicer to be there. I mean, I think, was it the Nokia Theater right next to E3, or is it the Sony Theater now? I don't remember what they call it anymore. That's where it was held last time, and that's like a huge... Open area, and they didn't even come close to filling that place completely for 2015. Uh, for the Manhattan Center in New York for the 2017 World Championships, it the floor space was filled. Uh, Nintendo gave Neil and I VIP passes, so we got to go to this like upstairs area with other media and whatnot, and we were treated very nicely up there. There was free drinks free snacks a free meal and free dessert at the end and we could just hang out with everybody and watch the event unfold and do what we got to do and it was a great time to be there and they even gave us some cool vip goodie bags we left with stuff you know i like to have
0: <laughs> Wait, what stuff what stuff are you allowed I was to like, say? Uh,
2: yeah i have some pictures on my instagram and i tweeted about it a bit today but there's like a nintendo world championships pull string bag like backpack type thing uh Inside that was a Nintendo World Championships notebook, a Nintendo pen, a Nintendo World Championships water bottle, and a Nintendo World Championships pin. And they also gave us uh, those rally towels or at the Nintendo World store if you bought some of the merchandise, which, you know, that's one of my complaints about the event was you had to go to the Nintendo, or Nintendo New York store, which is not close to the Manhattan Center, to buy merchandise for the event. So it would have been nice if they sold stuff there, but... They did.
1: Probably wasn't room at the site, although I would think they would be able to sell stuff there since they've had like wrestling events in, in the Manhattan Center before with yeah. quite busy merch tables. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could have found a spot for it. Uh, maybe it, they thought it would have been too much of a problem. I don't know. I just thought it was obnoxious that you have to walk to the other side of the city to buy merchandise for the event that's in the city. So uh, it was weird, but. I did the hiking. I got Neil some stuff, so he didn't have to do the hike himself. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun event to be at. I mean, I wish more people could have gone from the site. It was, it was cool.
1: So how how often did you have to resist the urge to jump on stage and t- and take out take out one of the players and take their slot?
2: Man, I wanted to. I was like talking to Neil like during the whole time. Like Neil, I should be up there. I could do this. <laughs> I could. I have a chance at being a Nintendo World Champion.
0: So, okay, as someone who does sort of lean competitively, but at least could play competitively on a Nintendo uh, field, what did you think of the actual competition?
2: I mean, first of all, I mean, it is a ridiculous competition with the way they surprise, have games just thrown at people randomly, you have no idea what's coming, so the experience level in each game... Per each for each player could be vastly different. It's, it's a they, lot like Mario Kart. I yeah, felt a, a lot when they throw a curveball in there, like Bird and Beans, <laughs> <laughs> game of show. Yeah, I think Neil and I lost it when that came up, and we're just thinking of Zach the whole time in his review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I mean, you can't prepare for a game like Bird and Beans to be in a, a Nintendo World Championships. Come on, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that adds to the fun of the whole event, because you never know what's going to be there. And you have to be versed in just about everything, I guess, to make it to the top. Yeah.
0: Were you impressed at all by the fact that the... who, uh, Mr. Numbers, John Numbers, the guy who was... Who was how despite the fact that there was very little access to Mario Odyssey for either of these players before release, maybe they would have gotten some time beforehand if they already knew the GameStop demo had only been out for a couple days. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with how high level John Numbers' Mario Odyssey playing was.
2: Yeah, both of the competitors there was impressive, especially I I only played the game briefly at a press event, before I think Jared took over, who played a ton of it at E3. But the controls for Odyssey have a bit more of a learning curve, from what I could tell, than the other Mario games. So to see people instantly jump in and pick it up was pretty impressive. But then again, I mean, if I knew I were in the tournament, I would have gone to the Best Buys or whatever and gotten those controls down pat, because you knew at some point you're playing Mario Odyssey. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played
0: the GameStop demo, which which is the same as the Best Buy demo. It's it's whatever the Switch kiosks are. Yeah. And I played the demo once a week ago at, at the GameStop that's closest to me. I was pleasantly surprised that they had it. And I also played it two to three times at another GameStop. And my observation was that as fun as the game was, I, I was surprised by how different Mario felt compared to his previous iterations. It's not huge. It still feels like a Mario game. But he feels a lot airier compared to his previous outings. And what I heard from people who've played it more than me is that once you get a grip of the handling, it's potentially the best Mario has ever felt.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fine when I have more time to play, but I only played for like less than five minutes, probably, mm-hmm. less, probably less than that. And uh, right out the gate, you just felt it wasn't, as easy to pick up or maybe it's just i have the mindset of the previous 3d mario games, so it's going to take some adjusting to this one
0: yeah yeah i struggled too oh did you play the toast arena the desert ice kingdom
2: no i was in a new donk for my play. my few minutes of play nice that's fun
0: donald is everything okay on the uh the technical side of your end
1: yeah i'm just uh it's just not okay on the medical end for me
0: okay okay it's uh are you good
1: yeah, I just don't I don't want to sniffle on the air and have it bust up the feet or bust up the MP3 or anything. Oh,
0: I see, I see. So it's it's uh it's a cough button. Well 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 wishes, Donald. <laughs> well, there we go. That is the Nintendo World Championships on the chat. Jared Goblin says happy one fiftieth. Which is funny because our show title is The 150 Conspiracy, but we are probably either the 149th or 151st episode of this show, depending, which is, it's not even a bad thing. It's just, I just think it's kind of funny. Been watching Nintendo News Report since March 2015, which is relatively soon after the show started. My favorite moments are Alex's reaction to Cloud and Smash, which, <laughs> which I. Donald, what what do you remember of that? Because it was, I if I remember, I was pretty bitter, and I wasn't like pleased.
1: Yeah, there were, I think there was some, there was an, there was a truck full of salt on that one, coming yeah. from your end.
0: Yeah, I I think I just I think I, I didn't give a crap, <laughs> and and I I let it reflect on the show, which might actually be a regret on my end, because nowadays I I feel like I, I can relax a little bit more. With stuff like that, and, my, and I guess my expectations have become more measured because Nintendo directs have become very different things over time. His, his other favorite memory is Nintendo Jews Report, which is oh, <laughs> that that is a high point of the audio version of this show. Um, I think some of the funniest. Slash funnest Nintendo news reports. Every every quote unquote era of this show has its own has its own benefits, and and I don't have one favorite specifically because I think the show is much better now than it was back then. But I think the best moments of this show, uh, n- not the best moments, but I think the best moments of the early shows was when I it was me, Neil, and Scott. It, it's something about the way Scott and Neil would play off each other. And I I don't know. It,
1: yeah. They had that, some good moments. Mm-hmm. They had that uh, newscast, the newscast chemistry going on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was originally not a successor to newscast, but I guess in a way it was the successor to newscast because that was the old news show. And then connectivity kind of took it over, but then that became its own thing. And then this sort of became the new news show. And I I think it's grown into a relatively decent audience the last time I saw the numbers. Um, As it exists now, we have Neil on sometimes, and the formal show is me, uh, Justin, Donald, Zach, as as the core four. Neil's just more when he can do it. We love to have him on. And TRBR says, "Woo, didn't want to miss 150." TRBR is another very long time, long time listener of the show, and uh, your, your patronage—if this is your first episode or your 150th—always appreciated. Anyways, 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 we talked about world championships. We have one new story this week: Pokemon Tournament DX adding online group battles. Yes.
1: Yes, so that will they haven't given a release date on that, but we got word about about that today. Uh basically the there is a 3 on 3 mode that can be played locally currently in Poke DX that is going to come to online. So, uh since Marvel's not apparently doing them this year, then we can ha- we can have them in Pokken at least. Yeah. You even have the Green Arrow. <laughs> even if that is DC. <laughs>
0: That's true. The uh <laughs> the green arrow is the new guest character for Pokémon Tournament DX. Did the original game have any updates like this or yeah. were were they much
2: smaller updates?
1: They were much smaller updates and honestly it was a Wii U game in 2016 and so it it got its support dropped very quickly.
2: Had some balance patches mostly, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which seems like this this game's going to be getting too. Like it just says just in adjustments for improved controls and gameplay, things like that. So yeah, it, it seems like they're going to be doing the balance patches. Part of me wonders if this speaks to the fact that the Switch is a much more lively vibrant console and that the developers are going to put more effort into this one than they put into Pokemon Tournament OG.
1: Yeah, and they, and they want to turn this into, they want to get this game back to back to the point that it could show up at maybe EVO. Next year even if the pokemon worlds are its world championships mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if they keep it going and they and maybe they use this team battle mode as a uh, as as a sort of way to shoehorn it in next year even if it's not the tag-in style that uh, that a marvel would have
2: yeah nintendo right. seems to want to make this game one of the nintendo versus games but i think they're not going to come out and say this. I think maybe they're a little hesitant to really push it harder in some cases because we didn't see see it once during the World Championships. But the other games I think they'd consider as part of the versus realm of things that they're promoting, uh, Arms and Splatoon too were there and part of the event. I think the learning curve just might be too high for Pokin for most people.
1: And it just came out, so they maybe yeah. wouldn't have had the chance to practice with it. And again, uh,
2: Mario Odyssey isn't even out yet. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: But may- they want to keep the recent game luster to one game. And it's not like they would have had like a Fire Emblem Warriors uh, Mook killing contest or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, that, w- that would be very, very interesting. I think Pokken Tournament is getting picked up. Or this version of Pokken Tournament is getting picked up by the fighting game community more than the last game was. Arms, so I, uh, I- I've slowly started trying to... The- dip my toe into the fighting game community and I follow a New England fighting game sort of community on Facebook and I, and I like looking at all the tournaments to see which ones I can go to. Pokken Tournament DX pops up on some of them despite it being a relatively young game. ARMS does not. The original Pokken Tournament does not. So at the very least, it is the Nintendo fighting game of now as far as the quote-unquote serious fighting game community seems to be concerned.
1: Maybe that'll change when Smash comes out on Switch, whatever form that takes. But yeah, I think for now, PokeN seems to be the most technical fighter that you can find short of Ultra Street Fighter 2.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. I'm not talking about the Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon stuff. That game comes out so soon and they keep revealing new chunks of that game that should not be revealed through trailers. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just glad they bring bringing back one of the features that got cut from from the last generation. Which one? The uh, version of O-Powers are coming back. Okay. Yeah, those that, are
2: cool. That's,
0: that's neat. That's neat. Let me see. We have something in the chat. Charit Goblin asks are you going to talk about the rumored, speculated Game Boy Classic? There's a patent that went around and rumor has it that that could suggest a Game Boy Classic. My hesitations with that are one Nintendo will trademark stuff all the time or uh, or copyright it, whatever just to protect it and two, this thing would need to cover the Game Boy Color also because the original Game Boy doesn't have enough amazing games on it to justify what it would cost to make a self-contained portable video game
2: system and sell it. My take on it is I believe the image attached to that had a green uh, light for the power button, which is incorrect, which I've noticed on a lot of the recent Game Boy merchandise, which has been ramping up, has a green light on it. So maybe they're just doing this so they can cover the copyright claim or whatever with the uh, licensed merchandise.
0: Oh, there we go. The little Ruby yeah. perspective.
1: And yeah, and good. I didn't realize that because I'm, I'm so used to seeing green light for power on all Nintendo systems, pretty much since the what the GBA SP, or even yeah. the original GBA, that I totally I totally forgot that the Game Boy and Game Boy Color
2: had a red light for power. Right. The, well, my original Game Boy Pocket didn't even have a power light. <laughs> <laughs> that's something they added in a revision. Um,
0: Fire Emblem Warriors. impressions are going out. There are reviews on YouTube of the Japanese version. Impressions seem to be that it's really good uh, for a Warriors game in the same way that Hyrule Warriors was good for a Warriors game. It seems like this game might not be as feature complete as Hyrule Warriors, but it might be a better overall game. That's roughly what you've been reading into it, too, right?
1: Yeah, basically, I think the biggest complaints so far are just that, you know, the. Characters you would associate with Fire Emblems, for the most part, aren't in the game unless they were on 3DS or DS.
0: Hmm.
1: But other than that, it seems to be a pretty good game. We'll probably have a review based on the European version next week.
0: Yeah. Donald and I are slated for the review of the North American copy, but we'll see how uh, how that we- turns out. We're, we're definitely going to have something from Don.
1: Yeah, he's been he's been playing the game for I think he said he put about 40 hours into it so far to get the get the full picture of the game. So, there that his review like that should be up middle of next week before the game comes out and it'll be probably pretty extensive as Don reviews usually are.
0: <laughs> very, very extensive. Donald, you had something to add? Yeah, Fire Emblem business.
1: Yeah, so this morning they announced a new banner for Fire Emblem Heroes featuring characters from the fourth Fire Emblem game, Genealogy: of The Holy War. And w- when they do that, when they do these banners, they actually reveal who the voice actors are for the characters that are coming in because they have a few voice lines. The voice actor for Sigurd, he's the main lord in in Genealogy, is someone. Who does not work cheap? He is like Ryu. He's Sephiroth. He's Dante from Devil May Cry, and he's been in pretty big roles in a lot of high-powered anime. And he's also a very famous movie dubber. And we just lost Justin, or we just lost Alex. But basically, if they're bringing in this guy to do to do voices for Fire Emblem Heroes. My understanding of how the voice acting works in that is that they will bring in, they'll bring in someone when they're doing another role, perhaps the same role for a different game, and they'll ask them to do a few extra lines just to put them into Fire Emblem Heroes. So, if this high-powered Japanese voice actor is doing voice recordings for a character, there's a very good chance that if not the next Fire Emblem game, the one after that is probably going to be some sort of fire emblem echoes title based on genealogy. Mm,
0: but if it's only a few lines wouldn't it stand to reason that this person would be less expen- or less expensive or at not, least not not extremely expensive unless this person is that high class.
1: Yeah, he's like he's done multiple dubbings for for Japanese versions of films. From everyone, from Ewan McGregor and Tom Cruise, down to I think he did at least one Brad Pitt role. And so that's a
0: big deal. I don't have right. I don't have context for this.
1: That's a that's a pretty big deal. Like if they're getting this guy to do it, especially with some of the roles that he's played in in anime as well, like like I said, and video games as well, like Sephiroth. Then they're probably bringing in for something way bigger than a few choice quotes in Japanese and maybe some battle grinding.
0: Well, couldn't it be the next Fire Emblem game? Did they say this was going to be a whole new one, the one next year? Cuz maybe it would be quicker to do a remake than it would be to do an original one.
1: That that could be, but I I think I I think if like I said, if if it's not next year, if it's not the 20 the first Switch Fire Emblem, then it's
2: probably the second. Or maybe so, the 3DS has a little more life in it.
0: Oh, I hope not.
2: And, and if, if this if it is another one of these, it comes to three DS. I think they've pretty much said they're
1: done putting Fire Emblem games on three DS after Echo, after Shadows of Valentia. So anything at this point, anything Fire yeah, Emblem you... mainline is going to well. <laughs> Alex again, anything mainline at this point would be either Switch or future Nintendo system, future Nintendo handheld.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a fair ass- assessment, I guess, but I don't know. Just thinking about them planning that far in advance is kind of ridiculous, but I guess it could be done.
1: Yeah, and the, the North American version, of the, the, the person performing the role for the English versions of the game, he's already in the game as a voice actor, but they went, they went big budget for this, and I know Fire Emblem Heroes makes a decent amount of money, especially when a new banner comes out, and some people say they make a million dollars a day, but I don't think that that's the kind. Of, even with that kind of money being thrown around, I don't think that's enough to justify bringing in someone a high a high class voice actor like that. Fair enough. But right. yeah, other than that, that's I don't even have the I didn't even have the chat room here
2: because Alex, Alex is coming back. Oh,
0: I'm back. I'm back. It's um. I had to switch computers because, like last week before the show, it was hard to connect. So I'm on my Ethernet connection, which means we should not have problems, and my voice should also be coming through much clearer. Okay. You are. Okay, very good, very good, very good. Let's see, next on the agenda. I had my outline open on both computers just in case, so we are still in business. Mario Odyssey's first review came out in edge and it's got a 10 and that's totally something that subscribers can get right now the first review of super mario odyssey which is cool yeah.
1: they actually held back delivery of the magazine a day to make sure that it was past whatever print embargo existed so we'll probably see more reviews of that over the next few days in print and then we'll see the online ones probably a few days to a week before the game comes out
0: yeah it seems like it's a magical adventure and that they totally, quote unquote, Breath of the wild did, Super Mario.
2: Well, don't, let's not go that far.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 aren't you, are you critical on Breath of the Wild? Is I'm, that very, your thing? I'm
2: very critical on Breath of the Wild. I don't think it's nearly as good as people say, but okay. that's a topic I should, we should get into some other time because I can make a whole show about that.
0: No, I say let's get into it. Donald said he has all night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Donald Donald's making a very serious face at me, which means we are not we are not talking about Breath of the Wild for 38 minutes tonight. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Although Dale does say Baraby needs to answer for his Breath of the Wild hate. Never mind, we're gonna I don't move hate forward. it that much. I'm, I don't that think that
2: much. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's a bad game, but I think it's an unfinished game, and let's leave it at that for now. <laughs> We'll, we 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 have more time to get into that as we do, I don't
1: know, uh maybe stick a pin in that, and we'll come back to it in December. Yeah, when or, we get the DLC.
0: January. <laughs> can you yeah. Well well, it's gonna be number one on Barby's list, so uh
1: <laughs> No, that'd be Bird and Beans. A Bird and Beans
2: Remaster for Switch. It,
0: It's actually deluxe. It's
2: no, like we need a new a... we need an HD version on Switch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: HD Rumble for for those diagonal licks. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Eat your beans, get... kids. <laughs> Eat your <laughs> beans. We, we got some what we've been playing. I'm going to go through mine very fast. Last week on the show, I discussed the fact that I had purchased Bayonetta 1 and 2 for $25. Uh, opened, but complete. And then it did have a sticker on it, but it was one of those Easy Peel stickers. Which, which was very, very nice. I started Bayonetta 1 that night, and this morning I beat it. It is quite good. Uh, it is also quite long. I find that it drags a bit. It has great boss fights. I think Bayonetta is a wonderful protagonist. I think she... Maybe... Like... We don't... I, I don't mean to say this in a negative-qualified way, because there aren't a ton, a ton, a ton... ...of major party uh, female protagonists, but of the smaller pool that exists, I think, like, she totally stands up with Samus as, as one of the best female protagonists I've ever played. And, and I think, just, just obviously just an awesome protagonist in her own merit. I found the story very hard to follow. And then, as I played near Automata, I felt that it was kind of... I felt that this is kind of a less refined version of Dear Automata, which makes that kind of a more refined version of Bayonetta in some ways. Although the story in Nier is, is better. I found combat was better in Nier in some ways. Some ways better in Bayonetta. Very good sense of challenge. And then, just before the show, I started playing Bayonetta 2. I finished the prologue, which went on longer than I thought it would. Not in a bad way. It was just, there was like, there was an extra whole boss fight that I did not expect. And man, that game's so good. All of my criticisms of the original Bayonetta were totally responded to. in Bayonetta 2. It's just everything. The pacing is great. There's a ton of boss diversity, or even immediately. Unless unless that goes away, but I don't think it will. I hear it's a much tighter game, which is what I like out of a Platinum game. I think their best game, at least up until this point, is Metal Gear Rising because it's a, it's a very replayable five-hour game, which I think Platinum is best at. And I'm super excited to play more.
1: Yeah, Bayonetta 2 was actually my game of the year in 2014, so I can cer- I certainly see where you're coming from, especially with that opening sequence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it has a very, very strong beginning, I feel. We, we have some stuff in the chat. Fire Emblem could be an annual franchise here at Goblin Says. I think it's going to go the route of Pokemon where it's like mostly annual but not entirely. They might go back and forth on remake to original game, and then they, they're going to have the mobile to support it uh, along the way. Uh, Remus says, probably a good idea to put off a Zelda debate when the battle <laughs> of vampires versus werewolves will be starting soon. That is something we don't have time to discuss. But that fest is this weekend?
1: It is in about 20 minutes.
0: Okay, so actually we'll, we'll go around real quick. Uh, Donald, which one?
1: Uh, werewolves, partially waifu, partially um, Stephanie Meyer did them less sturdy.
0: Okay, okay. Justin? Vampires. I'm leaning towards vampires, but at the last moment, I remembered Bigby from The Wolf Among Us. And I think I'm going to go... I'm still going to go vampires, but it's so close. Don't
2: yeah. You get immortality, you can turn into a bat, fly around. Yeah, but yeah. there's like 30,000 ways to kill a vampire. Yeah, there's a million ways to die anyway.
0: <laughs> i i think i think all that means is that vampires are much more prolific in film because they are the better spooky creature
2: yeah, and i mean look at us guys i mean we're writing for nintendo world report how far Ooh, do we need to we we go
0: our pasty white skin <laughs> we
2: just wake up we can play some video games not worry about having to eat or something to sleep you know <laughs> <laughs> what am i worried about
0: yeah it's, uh, we we're the anime fans on prom
2: night. <laughs> no, we're gonna, forget I, that. we're gonna forget everything about that existed. I hope not when it's three ninety nine and still come
1: into three Ds. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. No, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, all right. We have Justin telling you about Hey Pikmin and golf story. Yeah, oh golf so story cool. I finished
2: up uh, before I started Hey Pikmin. Uh, I think the beginning of the game is a lot better than the end of the game. I think some of the challenges just start to wear thin because it feels like they repeat a lot of the times. The challenges in the game are just hit a ball within a set circle and they'll maybe change the wind conditions or the course is a little more difficult. But in the end, most of the time, it's the same challenges you're doing to get extra experience, like the bonus stuff. And it just gets kind of tiresome, especially once you learn some of the tricks to make it easier for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. The game has a lot of glitches that I don't feel like a lot of people talk about. I had to reset the game many times because my character would get stuck or I got the camera frozen. Uh, there's a way to adjust where you hit the ball to add curve. And if you do that, it's like you're spamming the button to start that sometimes. And then, for, like, say you hit the ball and like you're waiting for the animation to end. But sometimes I'll just spam the button to set the ball spin is, like, the first thing. So it instantly queues up to that. Uh, If you do that sometimes, it'll make it so you can't do anything else to the ball, like uh, adjust the distance or move the camera around, and you're just stuck having to make like a blind shot almost. And there's just a lot of glitches like that in the game, and it gets annoying. Uh, Overall, I think it's an all right game, especially if they fix the bugs. I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10 at this point. If the bugs are fixed, probably like a 7.5 or an 8. Mhm. Yeah, know. But, have you guys mm-hmm. been hearing about it, a lot of the glitches or?
0: No, but, but I, I have been hearing that's about that quality. Well, what about you, Don?
1: I've heard I've heard some people complain about freezing, like system lockups, but nothing nothing along those lines. But I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a couple months. But in the meantime, probably go. I I need to get on some of the Cindy stuff that's come out on Switch the last two weeks. So I'm probably gonna get a uh, probably go for Steam World
2: two first. Nice.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I did and play then, through that,
2: too. But, uh, I'm also playing Hey, Pikmin now. Uh, I just got a little past where the flying Pikmin are, which I think adds a nice wrinkle to the gameplay. They let you do some fun things. Like, you can fall, and they'll hold you as you fall, and there's some levels based around that, which is a little bit different. Which world are you in? Do you know? I think it might be five that I got to. I'm I just a little past where the flying Pikmin are.
0: Okay, so, so halfway-ish. halfway-ish. Yeah, which... One
2: man if that's the halfway point it feels like the gameplay is already wearing a bit thin i mean it's not a bad game but it's not a good game either it's like pretty mediocre uh but for the developer i think that's an improvement overall Mm -hmm. so moving in the right direction uh I i don't mind playing it but it just feels like there's not enough to it and it's very very easy and straightforward it's not I haven't had much of a problem figuring out the puzzles or finding the hidden exits or anything like that at this point. Mm-hmm. I I
0: agree. I beat it. I thought it was a good game that wore its welcome a little long. And if I remember, you are about at the halfway point. It does get more interesting-ish. I I, I thought it was good, not great.
2: Yeah, one thing I did notice is uh, I picked up a, and I tweeted about this, I picked up a Super Mario Brothers cartridge as one of the items. And if you look at that item and spin it around, uh, Tezuka has signed the back of the cartridge. And I noticed this signature right away because I got him to sign my copy of Super Mario Brothers as well. So <coughs> it's like my copy of Super Mario Brothers is in Hey Pikmin.
0: Miyamoto is the one with the T and the I's, right? What, what's Tezuka's yeah. signature look like? I think like? he draws
2: like this little uh, heart flower. Okay.
0: What, what's, what's his full name?
2: Uh, Takashi Tezuka, I believe.
0: Takashi Tezuka. Signature.
2: Yep. And I, haven't, I tried looking for uh, information on this online. It didn't seem like... Anywhere was talking about how signatures on the back of this game. So maybe it's something I noticed before most people.
0: Yeah, I didn't see it either. And I thought I looked through all that stuff. That, that's a really great little Easter egg right there. If yeah. that counts as an Easter egg, I think it is. Yeah, I, I think so too. It, it's it's like a very mild but very cute Easter egg for, uh, for big Nintendo fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then Donald Poken Tournament DX, close us out
1: yeah so I just I finally got a chance to break into that after digging myself out from some review things that are on the site uh it's it's more poking I was able to I didn't need to do as much of the tutorial as I figured I would I just was able to hop right back in and keep doing what I was doing I have not had to I've not gone online yet so I don't know how badly I'm gonna get my rear end kicked when I do but uh, still the same thing and kicking butt with Chandelure is still fun
0: Nice, nice. Do you like the new one? The uh, not, not. There are multiple new ones. I'm specifically talking about the owl. Decidueye. Yeah,
1: Decidueye. Uh, I, I did a couple matches with him. He's he took a bit of adjustment, but that's probably because I was used to a projectile spammer instead of a something that fights a little bit with a little bit more physicality.
0: Hmm. Okay. But
1: I think I I think I can get the hang of him now.
0: Good. 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 So. Positive stuff, but at the same time, more of the same. You you yeah. might say.
1: Yeah, it, it it's something I kind of wish I would gotten digitally, just because it's something I'll dip I'll probably dip into every so often. But I also got it for like forty five bucks, so I can't I can't complain too hard about that. Nice,
0: very nice. I do believe that's our show. Donald sick. It's a late night. There's not much news this week. I, I feel like it's a reasonable time to call it. The last thing I, I want to do before we close, and I thank everyone for listening, is that we do read iTunes reviews on this show. So if you review us on iTunes, and especially if you give us like, like a real nice, n- not positive nice, but it, it can be critical just especially if you have like an actual review and, and you and you put some detail and thought into it, we, we will absolutely review it on this show. And uh, if it's a negative one, I, I like to read those and address them. If it's a positive one, obviously we love those too. We got a new one on October 10th, three days ago, from Science Proves God, who says, Podcasts started sometime around the year 2005, and so many good Nintendo podcasts have since discontinued. Uh, I I do think, I think podcasts are a little bit older than that, but I also think that podcasts became a big thing around 2005, so that's relatively on point. But it's 2017, and Nintendo News Report is here to fill the Nintendo podcast void, so if 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 you used to listen to Nintendo Week podcast, I definitely recommend checking out NNR, and then he gave himself a little plug, both eyes missing on Twitter, five stars, thank you very much. And if you review us on iTunes, ninety-nine to a hundred percent chance we, we will absolutely read it on the show. So that is something you can do. Get us on iTunes. Get us on YouTube. Get us on the Google Play. Get us on Patreon.com/nwr, where that where uh, you can support the show that supports this site. Go to NintendoWorldReport.com so you can read all kinds of great Nintendo content, including. A new Fire Emblem Warriors type reviewy thing in the next week or so. so. That's something to look forward to. We also do this every week. We got uh, some fun hours of audio coming up in the next uh, in the next period of time. So that should be fun uh, around this holiday season. If you catch my drift, won't say anything more. Donald Mick on Twitter, King Nintendo fan on Twitter. You should also listen to at NFR podcast. That's uh, originally Nintendo Free Radio, but now has a uh, a new name that is No Free Time Radio.
1: That's the one, yep. We um, we we needed to get away from being confused with Radio Free Nintendo, and so we went with something that was more accurate, but still kept the acronym so we could keep the Twitter account. Mm.
0: Okay, very nice, very nice. And and I do think having, having the Nintendo World Report branding is a wonderful thing, but I also think you guys have been going long enough that giving yourselves some more formal, independent branding... Is a good thing for your show, yeah. And I th- I think you guys deserve it because because you guys do good stuff. Let me see. We we do have one last thing in the chat. Chair Goblin makes the assertion. I think RFN is the longest running Nintendo podcast. I think that is factually inaccurate. Uh, one because RFN used to be called Nintendo Pirate Radio,
2: if I remember right.
1: They they had a few episodes of that, but I believe they started in 2006 under Radio Free Nintendo. There were some podcasts that were running at that point, but I believe they have since, as was mentioned in the review, I believe they have stopped running, because there's at least one that I know of.
0: Right, right. And if you if you go on iTunes and type in Nintendo, you can see a graveyard of podcasts that stopped in, like, 2013, 2012, 2014, and almost all of them have the same last episode. We're going on hiatus for a while, and then that hiatus never ends. So, so the... Uh,
2: couldn't have been the fault of we you right <laughs> no
0: we <laughs> you the, the one lesson i have for you if you ever want to do a podcast and i'm not saying i'm the most educated person in the world our, our little show has been going on for a few years be consistent and the second you stop being consistent the death spiral will begin eight to nine times out of ten Be consistent, or it is often the the death cry of your show. That's all I have to say. I hope you all have a wonderful week. More Nintendo News Report next week. Have a good night. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Later.